to welcome everyone to the second season of the Home Field Advantage podcast being brought to you straight from the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, covering your favorite Razorback sports. Uh, also for you uh, fans out in North Carolina, your, uh, your favorite NC State sports at times and all the professional sports and even some amateur sports that very few people care about. We got it all for you here. And we're coming back to you for season two. Are you ready to do this thing, Action? And I, I don't think I've been more ready for anything in, in, a, in a very long time. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's football season once again, Big Mo. And I'm glad to be back with you. Well, Action, I think we need to just start off where everyone is getting the most excited and, and we got the, the biggest uh, biggest news to look forward to, and that is opening day for the Arkansas Razorback football team in War Memorial Stadium, Little Rock, Arkansas, against Western Carolina. So uh, I just have to tell you, Action, I'm, I'm you know, I'm usually the, the tempered voice on this podcast but i have to say even with my hesitation and my my caution i, I am extremely optimistic about this season no absolutely we, there's, there's no reason not to be it's not very many times that you get to return a third year starter quarterback uh, in my opinion the best running back in the sec and uh, you know, just just an overall uh, a solid, pretty solid offensive line, and it's just it's going to be. I, I think we're in for a great year, which which we'll dive into here shortly. But I, I think it's uh, and I I haven't looked forward to a season like this in, in, in many years, probably. I, I have to agree with you. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, again, I'm the one who usually looks at the glass uh, half empty. But not this year. I, I think this year we have a lot of potential. And frankly, I think we're being underrated by some of the publications out there. Uh, most of the publications I've looked at, CBS, Athlon Sports, ESPN, they have us ranked in the bottom half of the SEC. That's what their prediction is. I haven't seen anyone who predicts us to finish seventh or better than the SEC. And I'm scratching my head on that, uh, Jackson, because uh, – I just, we, we've got the, what many people, I think most publications think is the top quarterback in KJ Jefferson. And then we got, I think, the consensus number one running back in Rocket Sanders. And then we got two offensive linemen who both, uh, and when I say number one, I'm talking about number one, the SEC, number, uh, all, all SEC. 
And uh, I think two offensive linemen who I think both of them should be first team all SEC, but anywhere you look is going to have one or the other. And that's uh, uh, Brady Latham uh, being uh, usually the, the all SEC uh, uh, is, is usually ranked number one in all SEC. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, uh, you know, all these publications that we talk about and that we lean on for all this, those sports insight, I mean, we might as well be the one that, that puts it out there. And I'll go on out there and say that that, that I, I believe that the Arkansas Razorbacks are not only going to finish in the top seven of our conference, but I don't really think that there's maybe two other teams that are better than our team right now. So I'm going to say we finish in the top three or four in the conference. Wow. And uh, and I'm going I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you why I feel that way. Uh, okay. You know when when the time comes. So. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, then the other offensive lineman I was mentioning was Bo Lemmer, uh, and, and then and then on the uh, defensive side of the ball, we have uh, Athlon Sports has another uh, defensive player ranked first team preseason All SEC, and that's Dwight McGlover. So yep. you're talking about five potentially five preseason first team All SEC starters coming back, and I think obviously. You know, the most important positions on a college football team, quarterback, running back, offensive line, check, 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 and check, right? So, to me, the only way you, you can say that you'd be down on us is if you don't think Sam Pittman's a good coach. And Sam Pittman certainly still has room to prove himself. we got, a, of course, a new offensive coordinator coming in this year, and we haven't seen what he's done yet. But, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet with that type of potential and experience and, and talent on the team, I, I, I think Sam Pittman is a, at least an above-average coach in the league. And, uh, um, I agree absolutely, 100%. So, so I'm, I, I got to feel optimistic. Well, let, let's just start by running down our schedule uh, before we get into the, the first game of the season here and just seeing what we've got looking at. So our first game, like I said, is going to be at home against Western Carolina. And that's yeah. this Saturday at noon at War Memorial Stadium. Right. Again, starting with that first one, you got to feel good about that one, right, Jackson? Absolutely. So, I'm 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 expecting to get a win uh, on that game right there. Uh, start us off one zero. Next game is going to be the next Saturday in Fayetteville. We're going to play Kent State three o'clock. Another game that we should win, right? Should be should be expect, a expect nice good party. Go ahead. Oh no, I expect to win that one. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Should should be a nice nice good party to get the festivities going in Fayetteville start off the season and uh then we have a harder test the next weekend on september 16th when we got byu coming to town that'll be more difficult but playing in fayetteville we got to expect to win that one right jackson no uh, i mean we went to their place and uh you know we obviously we had a just an atrocious defense last year but uh we were able to handle them uh, i think we hung 52 points on them in, in their backyard, and I, I don't, I don't see the situation changing much in Fayetteville against BYU. Yeah, I mean, we got the same, again, the same core returning from the team that that essentially destroyed them and got us real excited last year. Probably a little bit too excited. 
So I think that is – now that might be the danger, those first three games, if we steamroll like we should. And this is a type of team, I think, that can steamroll if we get – uh, some good d- uh, uh, play from our defenders, which is, I think, the big question mark right now, is the defense. And, and I think you, I think you said it best there. I think that's what's wrong with all the experts, the uh, quote-unquote experts. They, they, are, they're afraid of uh, a new defensive coordinator, a mostly new defense over there on that side of the ball. But when I look at our defense, I look at our defensive line as being the key, and there's not one that's going to start as of right now that doesn't have the word senior beside his name. And to me, that carries a lot of weight, whether they're a transfer or whether they've been there for three or four years at Arkansas. The nine, the, the, the first nine guys that we're going to try out there on our defensive line are all seniors. And I want all the fans to remember this name, Trajan Jeffcoat. I'm not going to say anything else right now, but just remember, folks, when you're listening, when you're watching the game, Trajan Jeffcoat is a man among boys, quoted by Coach Pittman. He is a man among boys on that field. Well, that, and that's another one of the seniors, correct, that we, yes, we have coming absolutely. out. absolutely. So now you're telling me nine of the 11 starters on defense, and you are our defensive guru. So uh, not nine actually. of the 11 starters on defense. Nine, we've, we've got nine senior defensive linemen. Wow. And and that's to me the most important part of your defense, especially at the college level. If you can win that, that defensive line battle, chances are they're not gonna put up many points on you. Especially when you have an all SEC player like McLeathern uh, on their best receiver. Uh, all SEC cornerback yeah. like 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 Dwight McGlother. So yeah. again, I'm 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 liking what I'm hearing here. I'm liking what I'm hearing a lot, and uh, I worry again that again if we steamroll past those first three games, we got a big bucket of cold water waiting for us down in Baton Rouge on September 23rd, and this is something I don't think has ever happened in the history of Razorback football. If anyone else knows about it, feel free to uh, to send us a message. We're, I believe we're going to be starting up a, a Twitter account soon so you, people can direct message us. Um, but if anybody knows, let me know. I don't think we have ever played – I don't think the Arkansas Razorbacks have ever played the LSU Tigers in football in the month of September until this year. I think this is the first time. I think that would be pretty accurate. And so, I mean, for all, all of my life, I think all of your life too, action, obviously, um, uh, it's always been a November game. You know, usually until we expanded the conference, it was always the game before Thanksgiving. That was tradition. After that, it moved to like maybe two weeks before Thanksgiving, but still November. Maybe one year we played them around late October. But I've never, never has it ever crossed my mind that we would play LSU first game of the season but i can't say that i hate it because to be honest arkansas historically has played some of their best football in the month of september and i i I think back to a a game we played against texas uh, a few years back where we were you know uh, supposed to get beaten in texas and we played them in september and and rolled right past them 
Um, we've handled some non-conference opponents pretty well in September too. It's usually the you know middle part of the season that comes up and bites us. And sure. so um, I can't say that I hate it, but that being said, LSU's ranked number five to start the season. They have the other quarterback who is supposed to be ranked uh, second. Uh, some people have him ranked ahead of KJ Jefferson. And um, that is Jaden Daniels of LSU. So it's, it's definitely going to be a test. It's not a game that, I, I mean, me personally, I expect us to win. I would like us to be competitive. Um, I'm certainly going to be hoping that we win, hoping that we win it. If we win it, I mean, our expectations are going to go really high. But um, that's going to be a tough one. That's the fourth game of the season there. Uh, then we move on after LSU. We go to Dallas and play our yearly matchup with Texas A&M, who's starting the year ranked 23rd. Uh, is, uh, what, what do you think about that, Jackson? Do you think that's a game you'd be expecting to win? Uh, for more than one reason. And, you know, just to, just to backtrack on the LSU thing just for a second, I, I think that that's a game that if, if we win that contest, as a Razorback fan, there's nobody that's going to be able to tell me that we can't go to Cowboy Stadium and beat Texas A&M. And then there's nobody going to be able to tell me that we can't go to Ole Miss and beat the Rebels the following week. But that LSU game is our end game. That's the game that could potentially put and show that Coach Pittman is on a different level than what people are giving him credit for. And so I, I don't – although uh, as a realist, I'm not going to pick us to go to LSU. Uh, as a fan, I, I'm going to say that, that we beat LSU. But as a realist, I'm going to say that we lose that game against LSU. And then we go to Dallas and uh, and, and we beat up on Coach Petrino again, uh, you know, who is now at Texas A&M as the offensive coordinator. And, uh, I mean, I still, I still think he's a great football mind. But KJ's got some redemption on his mind in that A&M game. Uh, he's still kind of beating himself up for – trying to dive into the end zone last year and losing the ball and which in a play which changed the momentum of that game. And we all know how big a role momentum plays, but I think we go to A&M, we, we seize the momentum early, and uh, they can't stop the run, and and, and we, we handle Texas A&M. I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm kind of, again, I can't say I expect to win the A&M game, but uh, I definitely think that we should. I think we should win it. Um, yes. It's hard to ever expect it when they've beaten us, what, six of the past seven years, and it seems like something always goes wrong, and they, they somehow snatch victory right out of the jaws of, of, of our victory uh, right from us like they did last year. But I will tell you, uh, we played, like you said, the next week at Ole Miss, who's ranked number 22 in the country, and I expect to win one or the other. I don't expect to lose both A&M and Ole Miss. If we beat A&M, we might, you know, feel a little complacent, and we might not be quite on our toes like we need to be when we go to Oxford, and we could get beaten. I could see that. I would rather be in that situation, though. I'd rather be... Yeah. But there's nothing, there's nothing about Ole Miss that scares me because they have a one-sided-minded coach in Lane Kiffin. He wants to score as many points as, as he can, and he's not worried about how many you score. And that's a dangerous mindset playing against KJ in this offense. As, 
as they've already showed the last time we went to Ole Miss, if you'll remember, Coach Pippen decided to go for two to win the game, and we came up short. You know, and yes. I believe it was 50, 52 to 51 loss. So I do remember that. Uh, and I, and I, I don't I don't see this game going any different, except I think Arkansas's defense is going to be much improved, and I, there's nothing over in Ole Miss that scares me and says that we can't go over there and win. I agree. I agree. And and honestly, I feel better about us winning that game than I do beating Texas A&M. But if we were to lose to Texas A&M, especially if we were to lose to LSU too, I, I definitely think that we – I would expect us and think we have to beat Ole Miss at that point. Yeah. Because you have Alabama going to Tuscaloosa the next week and so you, if you don't win that game, then you're basically looking at four, uh, losing four in a row right there yep. and being and three and four at the midway or, you know, uh, and, and at, at the seven games. I don't think they're going to have any complacency going to, going to Tuscaloosa. Do, do, do you, Big Mo, do you think there's complacency in the minds of, of Arkansas going to, going to Tuscaloosa? Uh, I think there, there won't be any. One. Yeah, there uh, will not be any as complacency. A fan, as a fan, I have to put this out there on the air that uh, – as a fan, as the optimist that I am, uh, I, I'm I'm going to go out on the limb by myself probably, and I'm <laughs> going to say when we when we go to Tuscaloosa for the first time in a long time, we're going to be six and zero, and we're going to be undefeated, and uh, and we're going to be looking to do something that we haven't done uh, since 2006, and that's that's possibly beat Alabama. Although on the realist side, I, I do have us losing once again to to the Crimson Tide. Well, I, I would normally, in a normal season, I would roll my eyes at that. But this year, I actually think that that might be possible. But like you said, it's all about the hinge game with LSU. Now, even before we get to LSU, we got to take care of business. Because let's be honest, there's a chance that we could fall on our face right out of the gate here on War Memorial uh, against Western Carolina. We have to take care of Saturday. Exactly. We got to take it one game at a time. So, uh, you know, I, we're making a lot of assumptions here, which fortunately is what we get to do on this podcast. And obviously not something the, the coaches or players should be doing, but we're making a lot of assumptions of, of us handling business against the first three teams and then coming ready to play at, at LSU. But if all that happens, I can definitely see a path. I can definitely see a path to us being 6-0 and going into Alabama. If that's the case, I think it's still going to be real hard because the better we are coming into the Alabama game, the more Alabama is going to be up for us. And so, oh, you know, it's it's going to be a battle. No matter so we what. Have to, we have, to, we have <laughs> to stay a realist, too, because we've, we've uh, Saban's never lost to Arkansas. So let's just remember that. As, as a football coach, we've never been saving. And if anybody can correct me on that, feel free. But I'm, I'm pretty pretty sure that's correct, that, that even when we beat LSU, Saban was not the coach. So, uh, you know, he's pretty comfortable when he plays against Arkansas. But, but jumping ahead to the uh, the following week when we come back to Fayetteville, I, I don't I don't foresee us having any issues with, uh, with Mississippi State. I don't either. I don't need to. I, I sure hope we don't have any issues. They're not ranked. They're coming to Fayetteville. Uh, and we're coming off the Alabama game, which, to be real, is probably most likely going to be a loss. And we're going to be looking to bounce back at home against uh, 
against Mississippi State, and we're probably going to be glad to be home because, Andrew, the Mississippi State game will be our first home game since September 16th. So we go a solid one month and five days without ever stepping foot at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Exactly. And, you know, going through that four-game stretch, you know, I've heard it said if we win one, that's good. If we win two, that's even better. And if we were to win three, we could be looking at a season that Arkansas hasn't had in decades. So that that four-game stretch is going to be tough, and, and I think we'll be glad to be back home. Now, you know, off the off the episode, you, you gave me a rather lengthy uh, explanation of, of what's going to happen in, in, in the swamp on November 4th. And, oh, yeah, well, now. Uh, we can, yeah, let's, we can let's, probably let's... have three casts on that one game, but um, go, go, go ahead and, and, and give your short version of, of, of your argument in that uh, November 4th uh, showdown in the swamp. Well, again, I, I'm, I'm thinking that Basically, Arkansas has never, and correct me if I'm wrong, we've never beaten Florida in the swamp, ever. Never. And, and, and I'm, I, if anybody can correct me on that, let me know. But as far as I know, we've never beat them. I think this is the year that we go to the swamp for several reasons. One, by November, we should be playing some good football by then. I think we're going to be clicking. We, we, sh- we are going to be a battle-tested team. We're already a very experienced team, but then we're going to be battle-tested. And we're going to face a Florida team that I've, I've looked at the charts on the, on the preseason SEC rankings. First of all, all the publications have us ranked ahead of Florida, which is a good start. But two, I don't see a single player for Florida that's in the in the uh, either first team or second team all SEC. And so, and so that right there right is there a great is start. start. We got we more got talent, talent than them. Than them. Uh, uh, and, honestly, and honestly, by that part of the season, season we're probably, probably going to have more to play for than they do. So, so, so basically, basically what, we what we have, like I said, you have a seasoned quarterback, a seasoned running back, better players, I think, generally than Florida will have, and we're, pr- they we're probably going to have more to play for. Either way, because I just don't see Florida competing at a high level at that part of the season. It's just what, you know, unless unless things go haywire and it just really surprises me. Um, I think they'll probably be around a 500 record. And frankly, we're just not very high on their list of teams coming in uh, for them to play. You know, they've got Florida State on the schedule, Georgia, Tennessee. Um, they may have Alabama on the schedule check on that but but they they've got essentially bigger teams to get up for and use their emotional energy on than uh than the they're arkansas gonna play georgia. they're gonna play georgia right before they play us so. okay well even, oh and well here's the other thing i forgot to mention this might be the most important thing is we have our bye right after the mississippi state game and before florida so we've got two weeks to prepare for them and they're coming off the game against georgia they will be coming off so this is this is the exact time 
for us to come in there and get that first win in the swamp. And that game, frankly, means so much more to us than it will to them because we've never beaten them there. And you know as well as I do how much pain the Florida Gators have inflicted on us in really all sports, but especially football. I I can't remember the last time we beat them in football. And this is the year. So I really think we're going to see it at the moment. And I'm, it's, not, it's not that I'm hoping to win that game. I'm expecting to win that game. Absolutely. And frankly, if we don't beat Florida in the swamp this year, unless something spectacular happens, this season is going to be a disappointment for me because this is our chance. Yeah, we need and, to get it done. And, and not, to, not to make light of our last three opponents, but this is how I look at this schedule. Uh, it's like climbing a ladder. The first round is Western Carolina. The next round gets a little harder, Kent State. BYU gets a little harder. Then you play LSU and A&M. They're probably on the same rung. You know, when you're climbing the ladder, you got to take a little risk and before you take the next step. So your LSU and A&M, they're kind of your, your point. Not where we're going to take the week off, but where you're going to be like, okay, if I can get past this rung, then this rung right here is not going to be as bad. And then it's going to get a little bit harder on the next rung against Ole Miss. And then the top of the ladder, really, whether anybody likes it or not, is still Alabama. I mean, we don't need to, you know, get our, our screws too twisted. Alabama's still the top of the ladder. So once we get to the top of the ladder, then we're going to go back down the ladder. Mississippi State gets a little bit easier. I think Florida gets a little bit easier. And then Auburn, Florida International. And unless Missouri knocks us off the freaking ladder, we climb back down the ladder. And I, I, I see I see Arkansas as a team that can win nine games. Absolutely. Uh, like, like I was, uh, you know, telling you before, we, I think we, I expect to win nine games. There's only three games on the schedule that I don't truly expect to win. And that is the LSU game, the Texas A&M game, or, or I guess either the Texas A&M or the Ole Miss game. I don't expect to win both of those. One of those I expect to lose. And then the Alabama game. Every other game, I expect the Razorbacks to win this year, including now the one that's the most on the fence. I hate to say it, and it, it is Missouri. Missouri at home. You know, don't get me started. We'll, we'll have more time to start on that. Every time I think about Missouri, it's painful because I think most Razorback fans can agree with me. It's a game that shouldn't even be a rivalry, but yet they beat us. They beat us more times than we can beat them. And when we beat them, they have the trophy right now. At the type of the season that we're expecting, Missouri's going to be looking at that point to play spoiler. And like oh, yeah, and they do. Knock us off, and knock us off the ladder. Yeah. And if, if, we're, if we're talking about being a fan and we're undefeated when we play Alabama, then you're talking about a season that Missouri could cost us a chance to, to play an SEC championship game. Absolutely. A, a thing that we would be on at that point. So, yeah. Uh, but I, I do think, and, and I'll say this, and then, then we can move on, because I, I do have some, some big news on the uh, where are they now segment that I'm so excited about. But, okay. Uh, the LSU game, the winner of that game is going to challenge Alabama for the West to play Georgia for the championship. The winner of the Arkansas-LSU game, I'm going to say, is going to Atlanta to, to, play, against, to play against Georgia. That, okay. That's a bold way out prediction, but that's what I'm saying. That's how important that LSU game is. It could be. It could be. Yeah. 
could be. Speaking of LSU, I was also looking at Florida's schedule here. We're wedged between Georgia and LSU. They play Georgia before us. They play LSU after us. So, yep. again, we, we I'm hoping we fly under the radar a little bit. Jackson. So the where are we now? And and when we get our, when we get our feedback set up, the, the but my research department about in my opinion a Razorback great uh, by the name of Jodine Davenport. Jodine. Razorback. Obviously a former Razorback player. Plays college football for the Razorbacks. From 2001 to 2003, he played for Indianapolis. Indianapolis Colts of the National Football League. In 1999, he was second team All SEC. But as far as as far as I know, I, I'm not sure what's going on with Big Joe today. That's that's really all the information from my information department about about Big Joe Dean. And uh, he he was a he was a favorite of mine. I always I, I enjoyed watching him play. Uh, the next one on my list is. Uh, Former Razorback great Jermaine Petty, and if you remember Jermaine Petty, he's probably best known for his pick six against Auburn, the win over number 17 Auburn to seal a 42-17 victory on an 88-yard pick six from the big man Jermaine Petty, and he also made the game-saving tackle in the seven-overtime game against Ole Miss. the 2001 campaign earned him first team Southeastern Conference and All-American honors. He also won the Frank Rolls Award as the most outstanding UA athlete for the 2001-2002 school year. He also went on to play football in the NFL for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Green Bay Packers. Now, we're doing all this talk about LSU, so how about a Razorback great that had at least one big moment? against LSU, known best for his part in the Miracle on Markham play, none other than in DeCorey Birmingham. Uh, of course, we know he made the, the great catch uh, in Little Rock from from the great Matt Jones. Uh, he played in the NFL for the New England Patriots, New York Jets, San Francisco 49ers, New York Giants. He played in Frankfurt for the Galaxy, played for the Indianapolis Colts, played for the Carolina Panthers, and he played for the Toronto Argonauts. And get this. This is this is something that really shocked me. It jumped off the page at me. After retiring from pro football, Corey Birmingham became a Texas State trooper. He was recently giving, and this was in 2015, he was given the Texas Department of Safety's 2015 Trooper of the Year to Corey Birmingham. So there's a oh, wow. little sneak peek of the the uh, where are they now segment of of our cast, and you know once we get 
our feedback set up. If anybody has any suggestions or if they have anything to add to any of that, feel yeah, free. Yeah, we'd like to know about where Joe Dean is now. Yeah, I would like to know. Uh, that would be that would be a, a big big thing. Uh, not very much out there about him. Uh, just, just a little bit of NFL history. Uh, never caught a touchdown pass, but uh, uh, just in my mind, a great Razorback along with Jermaine Petty and Corey Birmingham. So, uh, yep. so who 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 gets the big moments this year? That's that's you know kind of why why I want well, to where are they now segment because. There's a lot of unknowns on this football team, and you know I brought up Trace and Jeff Coat, but I think we got some receivers over there that just have to prove themselves. And you know, yes, I, I want to. I'm going to throw a, a, a plug in for Isaiah Zatania. I think he could be he could be up for a big year. But the one that I'm excited to see is is the newcomer, six seven, Tyrone Bolden. Tyrone Bolden. I'm, I'm okay. ready to see ready to see what, what he can bring to this offense. And uh, and then also, you know, we, we're starting a freshman at tight end and Big Luke has. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, there's not very many freshmen, true freshmen that get started at Arkansas. Uh, that's been the debate lately. And Luke has is going to get the start at tight end. And Sam Pittman says just the fact that he's the best one we have. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's pretty big time for a freshman. But, man, I'm, I'm just excited – uh, about being a Razorback fan, which <laughs> the fans know me, I'm always excited. But uh, just something, something about this year just seems like it, it could be, it could be really special. Yes, and I, I think we've entered a new era, really, with the NIL. I mean, we've talked a lot previously about, um, you know, the realignment of the conferences. Obviously, the SEC will be expanding next year. Uh, we, I guess, we need to briefly mention because. We've had, you know, during the off season, we had a major development in case anyone hasn't heard about it, but the Pac-12 has disintegrated. There is no more. There's only four teams left in the Pac-12. Four of them. Yeah, yeah, four, four, I believe, was it Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Washington all left for the Big Ten. Am I right? And then Colorado, I believe, has rejoined the Big 12. Correct. Um, Arizona and... Arizona State and Utah. And Utah. Arizona, Ar- was it Arizona? Was it Arizona State Arizona. or was it Arizona? Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Joined who? The Big 12. Big 12. Okay. Yep. And so that's that's left four teams in the Pac-12, which is obviously not enough to make a conference. So I'm not entirely sure what is, is going to happen over with the Pac-12. I think those other teams are going to find another conference to go to. But obviously it's a very sad development for everyone who enjoys college football, knowing that there will basically be not a, a conference in honestly the most important place in the country where you need to have a conference just based on travel considerations. You have to have some powerful conference out west because those teams otherwise have to travel across the country. Now we're going to have USC and UCLA travel into Happy Valley in eastern Pennsylvania and uh, and Michigan, 
you know, we're talking about three and a half hour flights there and back yep. uh, to see games that will probably be played. I mean, if they start those games like they sometimes do at 11 o'clock or noon Eastern time, you're, you're going to be watching your favorite team as a Trojan fan that starts at either 8 or 9 in the morning yep. on a Saturday morning. Get your frying pan out and, and scramble you some eggs because you're going to be eating breakfast watching your team play. <laughs> It's crazy. I'm glad. I'm glad we're not affected by that. But I did want to you know, mention that. And with the, you know, and, and I hate to make light of it because, the, you know, being a big time sports fan, I, I am. But for those four teams that haven't found a conference yet, does does that make them the unfantastic four? I mean, no, nobody <laughs> wants them. Nobody seems to want them. And, and 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 it's sad for Stanford because Stanford plays more sports than any other collegiate program in the country. They participate in, in literally everything. There's, there's, they got so many sports, and their academics are so high. And yeah. for Stanford and Cal not to be included anywhere, I mean, to me, it's a travesty. I mean, I, I think it's a travesty. It really is. And, and uh, even for Oregon State and Washington State, because Oregon State was on the brink. So just think about how they feel. They were on the brink of playing the college football playoff last year, and now this next year they're going to be looking for a conference. That, that's that's really sad. Yeah, uh, that is sad. Fan, so. uh, and again, I, now, am I am I correct in saying that that the I mean this year the schedule is going to play out as as it always has, right? Like like Absolutely. the Pac-12 will be playing a full schedule this year. Full schedule. This won't happen until the next year. Am I correct? Right. Yeah. Next next okay. year when you know when when Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, come to the big boy league and uh they uh then they they will you know basically dissolve the pac 12 but you know before you know before we before we get out of uh too far out of scope here on this western carolina game i, I do want to throw out my score there for everybody uh so you can make a mad dash to, to put it down wherever you put your, your money at or however you do things uh i, I want to pitch a shutout on defense i, I really want to say that we give them your I have to continue to be real, <laughs> but I am going to go with the steamroll effect, and I am going to say that Arkansas beats Western Carolina Saturday by a score of 55-10. to 10. 55-10 to 10 is what I'm going on record with. Yes. All right. And um, we uh, – going back 55-10, to 10, that, that sounds – I mean – that w- I would be very pleased with that. Very pleased that uh, I would be pleased with forty-five to ten. But yeah, I think we can score that many. So I'm 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 on board with but, that. Uh, but anymore as a Razorback fan, I would also be pleased with eleven to ten. I'm not. I mean, a win. We have to start this season with a win. Oh yeah, but, there's no doubt. But 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 eleven. It's not going to be eleven to ten, folks. And, and big mo, we're not going to beat them eleven no, to ten. We're no. going to go out there. We're going to handle business. <laughs> We're going to see a lot of Jacoby Criswell in the second half. We're going to see a lot of uh, Isaiah Augustus. If you want to say the freshman running back's name, it's just like Augusta National with the V. Isaiah Augustus. Remember that name. Remember this name. Uh, Isaac Tesla. Remember that name. Andrew Armstrong. These are the names you're going to be looking for on Saturday. These are these are some of our playmakers. And... Uh, you know, I've already said Trace and Jeff Cote on defense. Uh, he's, he's, he's a nightmare. Our offensive linemen call him a nightmare. You have big Tank Booker. 
there's there's a lot of new faces that I'm excited to see how they how they bring this Razorback program to the next level, which is the Sam Pittman effect year. This is it. Yes. This is why we hired Sam Pittman to finally turn this corner. Yes. And, and going back to the point I was about to make before I got sidetracked on the Pac-12, in in the in the NIL and the and the no weight transfer era where you don't have to wait a year when you transfer, I think that's going to help us. I really think that's going to help us, like it's helped our basketball team. I think Arkansas is the exact type of program who can take advantage of that because sometimes we swing and miss when we're recruiting. But when you've seen these guys play actually at a college level at a lesser school for a year or two, you get a lot better, more accurate view of what type of player they are. And those types of players who are good at these smaller schools are attracted to come to a school with a huge, uh, very enthusiastic and proud fan base like the Arkansas Razorbacks and play in the SEC on college football's biggest stage. So I see that helping us, and I think this is the year it starts to pay dividends. That's that's I, my gut feeling on that. I have to oh. throw my my coin phrase out there. I can only say amen to that because this this is it. I mean, if, you know, <laughs> this is this is Sam Pittman's proving year. This is the year where where he could probably, in my opinion, he could cement himself in the concrete as the Razorback coach for as long as he wants to coach there. This could be the season yes. that allows him allows him to do that. I so agree with that. That's what he wants to do. But this is the season where he can step out there and make a statement and say, "Look, not only did I beat Alabama, not only do we get these trophy games, but but look look where we were when I got here." And that's what the that's the statement kind of year that I think we're in for. And oh. yeah, I said we're going to beat Alabama. I mean, it's okay. I mean, all streaks come to an end, folks. All, all wrestling fans out there, eventually we knew that The Undertaker had to lose at WrestleMania. It was going to happen. All streaks come to an end. And this, the Alabama streak's over this year. I mean, another bold prediction from, from, your, from your guy action, but it's just, it's just how it is. So, it is bold, and, and frankly, you're right. We want Sam Pittman. You, can you tell it's game week? I'm getting fired up. Big I, feel, I hear it in your voice, my friend. <laughs> I hear it in your voice. But, yeah, frankly, that's what Razorback fans want. We want Sam Pittman to to take that mantle and to put himself in the concrete as the coach for as long as he wants to be. And that's what I think he wants. That's especially what, what I want. That's what I think you want. That's what Razorback fans in general want. If he beats Alabama and Florida this year, I think, I think that does it. That's all. I mean – you know, again, that's asking a lot, but that's what it's going to take because we do have – got to keep our standards high, and he's got the – frankly, the potential to do something like that. But those two games would, to me, make it a done deal. Sam Pittman's our coach for as long as he wants to be. Um, even if, But now if he doesn't do that, we'll still keep working towards that. Hopefully he'll get there maybe in the next you know few seasons, the next recruiting class. Oh, uh, you know, so we've been we've been hinting. Do, do we have do we have a way for our fans to hit us back yet? We do not. We do not. We're going to set that up, and uh, once that gets set up, it'll be revealed probably in the next couple, maybe the next podcast, or maybe the one after that. Um, and uh, we'll direct everyone's attention to that and get yep. that going. And 
what, what, a, what a great time it is to be back with you. It's always an honor to, to, to sit down and discuss the America's great team uh, in our hearts and our minds. And, uh, and and I look forward to talking a little Wolfpack uh, during the season, too. We, we, we love North Carolina State, uh, the uh, big Mosul of, uh, Absolutely, and a shout out to NC State. They actually uh, play um, Connecticut for their first game at Connecticut. Strangely enough, uh, coming up uh, on um, actually that's that game is tonight. That game is tonight at seven thirty on CBS Sports Network. Not CBS, but CBS Sports Network for anyone who. Is uh, caring about the Wolfpack, and the Wolfpack's going to have their their hands full too. We'll we'll get to them more as the season goes on. Well, next and next week's cast, you just be ready to give me all the reasons why the Wolfpack are going to upset Notre Dame, and uh, you know that I, I look forward to I look forward to hearing that for sure. So, uh, oh, definitely, I definitely will. Well, this first week, I want there's two games on the schedule out there in general that are going to be big games right off the bat. And I have to uh, have to get your thoughts on those quickly here. Uh, the, the marquee matchup of them all is actually going to be on Sunday, not Saturday, but Sunday, 6.30 p.m. on ABC. The LSU Tigers go into Tallahassee, number five LSU against number eight Florida State, a all top ten matchup to, to kick off the season uh, called the Camping World Kickoff. So, what do you what are you thinking about that one, Jackson? Well, I think it's a neutral site game. I'm not sure where they're playing at, but uh, I do I do like LSU in that game. Uh, I like the SEC anytime we play out a conference opponent, uh, and, and uh, I, I like LSU to I like LSU to win, take care of business in week one. You're right. Technically, it is neutral site is being played in Orlando, Florida, which is probably favors uh, Florida State. But but you're correct. It's being played in Camping World Stadium. Same place where they have the uh, the Camping World, is it the Camping World Gator Bowl? I believe. I Gator believe Bowl. so. Gator Bowl Stadium. Other game I got a uh, is a, is actually another Florida team. The Florida Gators play the number fourteen ranked Utah Utes. I'm gonna have to check the location of this before I give you the wrong. It's Salt Lake City. That it's in Utah. That one's in Utah. That one's in yep. Utah. Uh, a snippet of information on that game, uh, Utah star, everything quarterback Cam Rising is not expected to play. Uh, I do I do like, uh, I mean, as bad as we've ragged on Florida, and uh, I, I just I, I just think the SEC factor is, is still riding with the Gators out in Utah. They, they came and beat the Gators in the swamp last year, and uh, I, I do like I do like the Gators to, to go over there and upset uh, Utah uh, to, to kind of Now, do they do they call that the the Urban Meyer Legacy Kickoff uh, Kickoff Bowl for that one? Is that is that one that one is called? I'm not that, sure. Uh, both both but, uh, teams formerly coached by Urban Urban Meyer. Wonder be, if he'll be in attendance for that. It would be fitting. I'm sure he'll be somewhere <laughs> watching. <laughs> but, That's yeah, interesting. So, I mean, yep. It is back. We're here. We're here for uh, another full, exciting season, and I can't wait to run run it down with you every week, big man. 
I can't wait to. Well, now we do. We, we would be amiss if we didn't mention a little bit of sad news that we have. You know, during the uh, off season, uh, unfortunately, uh, like we talked discussed on our one of our recent podcasts at the end of last year, we had the passing of Ryan Mallett uh, in Destin, Florida, which was extreme, extremely sad event. Sad for everyone in Razorback Nation. Well, unfortunately, we, we had a, another unfortunate passing less than three weeks ago that really hits very close to home, uh, and that was um, that was Alex Collins. Alex Collins, 28 years old, um, in the prime of his life, he was he was killed in a motorcycle accident in, uh, in South Florida, and uh, it's uh, a very tragic event. But just our our thoughts and prayers go out to his family, and um, I know all of Razorback Nation has had a heavy heart ever since that news came out on August 13th of this year. Um, probably uh, probably best known for the Hunter D play on fourth and 25 against Ole Miss, and uh, but you know most people miss out that uh, he was Arkansas's all-time uh, leading rusher right behind McFadden, so uh, he was our second second all-time leading rusher, and uh, I mean just a great Razorback, and and he'll be dearly missed by all. Uh, just just the song the only the good die young uh, really really has a lot of meaning because uh, he was. He is a fantastic human being, and uh, I know he'll be missed. He certainly will be. He, um, you know, had had a lot of life left, but that's just one of those. It, it makes it makes you. It reminds you that nothing you can't take anything for granted. I mean, even somebody. You know, it seems like yesterday that I was watching him play on the field and and compete for us, and remember that long hair bobbing as he weaved through holes and. and broke long runs and grinded out tough yards. It seems like literally yesterday because I was, uh, you know, I was older than him at the time, older than the time he passed when I was watching him play. And, uh, it, you know, it, it really, really makes you grateful for, you know, every, every moment is, is a, is a gift. It's not a right. And, um, it's, it's something for everyone to remember as we go into the season is, um, now you you got to you got to cherish every moment, and that's exactly what we we plan to do this year. Absolutely. Amen. I mean, there's no so. better way to end that than to, than to say amen and uh, go hogs and uh, just look forward to the season. Amen. Amen.